boners for everyone. That's right, Geek Pantsers. We here want boners for everyone. If I remember correctly, the line was, even if you don't have a penis, boners for everyone. That's got to be in our first line of t-shirts, like our, our, our first line of merch. Boners for, every- boners Actually, for everyone. Like, write that down. <laughs> write that down. Boners for everyone. Because that's a good one. You like that. I like that's a that good one. one. That's a good one. That is. Because we're not discriminating. Not at all. Yeah. However it works for you is how it works for you. But <laughs> boners for everyone. Um <laughs> So yeah, so that's a little bit of a unity between camcasts. It's a beauty. It's like we didn't stop talking about boners for two weeks. Changed our clothes, just kept talking about boners. Wouldn't it have been uh, technically a week? In terms of... Technically. Yeah. Yes, yes. We're not supposed to like <laughs> let it slip. That we sometimes film a bunch in advance. Oh shoot, we do that? Oh, we're some of those people? Well, I mean, clearly, clearly we have to be at some point, right? Otherwise, we wouldn't have all those excellent deleted clips and things like that. Yeah. Yeah, those deleted clips have been flying through them. There's so many good ones, though. But the thing that weirds me out, though, is that you complain about, like, uh, you know, you're you're overworked and you almost have no extra free time to do this uh, campcast. And yet, all of a sudden, there's clips coming out almost daily. It's like, I'm starting to think that you just talk the talk, but you're really not as, as overworked, just stressed out as possible. You know what the nice thing is, is I, that I ended last CamCast saying nice things, and I'm starting this CamCast saying horrible just things. It. Just rip it into me. So, so again, <laughs> it's, a, it's almost like I watch the CamCast. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, um, yeah, no, I've been like, I've been editing like every night. Just uh, I have a question for you. Some of that content that you love. Yeah, this this content. Uh, I have a question for you. Yes. Uh, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you thought it was some big serious thing, right? Well, no, all it is is how are you? That that's a good question. That's a really good question. I'm gonna give you a really mm-hmm. good answer. I'm doing really well. That is fantastic. How are you doing? I'm doing uh, quite well, quite well. Uh, hey, are we talking about Riddick? Riddick. That 2013 classic? Riddick 3, the third Riddick. Yes. Like, I got to tell said, you, though. As we said last time, it's doing the Rambo thing with the title. <laughs> uh, after, after watching Riddick, my standings have been updated. And you watched the director's cut, right? I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I oh, watched okay. director's cut. Okay. We'll uh, find out while we're talking about it. Well, uh, well, the ending, the ending, I don't remember seeing the first time around. Well, the um, ending is, is, is everything. So did the ending involve the Underverse? Yes, 100%. You watched the director's cut. Okay. Okay. That's what I thought because when I got to that part, I was like, I don't recall this. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, needless to say. But even then, even without that ending, which certainly helped, certainly helped. But even without that that ending, it definitely changed uh, its standings on my list. I was surprised. Interesting. I'm surprised by this. I'm excited to talk about this now, knowing that your standings standings have changed. Because, I mean, Chronicles and Pitch Black were almost side by side for you. Yeah. Yep. So, So this has kind of stepped up? Yep. All right. I'll Let's, tell you right now. Right now, my ratings are three, two, one. Wow. You put Riddick in first now? Uh, sorry, two, three, one. Sorry, two, three, one. Two, three, one. Two, sorry. three, one. Okay. You put yeah. it above Pitch Black, though. Very close, though. Like, again, like you got your Chronicles, you got like Riddick. Yeah. You got Pitch Black. You just got. And the reason is, uh, and I, I realized this when I was watching uh, Riddick, was that the main thing is. That while, actually, really, it's just the portrayal of Riddick. In the first, like in Pitch Black, like I said, he's this horrible fucking, like, no, but, like, he, he'd eat a baby type of thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, we, we, we realized by the end of the movie, he wasn't going to 
let anything happen to, to Jack. There was no way he was going to let anything happen to Jack because Jack was the only innocent in all of this. But everyone else could go fuck themselves. And he played that whole devil's advocate thing with Fry. Yeah. You know, he would have gotten off the planet with Jack and that's it. He would not have uh, gone back for anyone else. Okay. Uh, and like, like we talked about in our previous camcast, he, uh, he only really entertained Fry just because he was intrigued. Yeah. You know, it wasn't at any point in time him going, I'm going to be a good guy. It was, this could be fun. Let's see what happens. <laughs> Whereas in this one, because, you know, you saw Chronicles of Riddick and they softened him a bit in Chronicles. Here, he acknowledges that he was softened a bit. So he hardened himself up. But you know enough about him now, about his character, that, like you could actually root for him. Whereas there's like, yes, he's super cool and, and like, like really cool and pitch black, but it's hard to root for the guy because he's a fucking creepy weirdo. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's a, yeah, he's a bad dude. He's a bad dude. And uh, with a soft spot for children, but he's mm. still like, you know what I mean? Like he's still a horrible murderous. Uh, yeah. You know? Yeah. And even just this stuff with Fry where he's like taking her hair and stuff like, that's creepy. Like that's some <laughs> stalker rapey vibes. Like that's not somewhere I'm like someone I'm going to high five. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they always say, uh, what is it? They say, Oh, Hitler, Hitler, you know, he loved dogs. Right. So he can't be all bad. Yeah, <laughs> no, he can. He could just have a soft spot for dogs. I mean, they're dogs. Why wouldn't you? Right. Yeah, exactly. And we don't know what, like he trained those dogs to do. So it could have been more, yeah. Horrible things. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure there was. But anyway, uh, so that would be it. That would be it. That's my new standings. Two, okay. Three, one. Wow. I was surprised by this too. I really was. I and really I was. bet you it's because you watched the director's cut this time because it's way better than the theatrical. No, I think it's also because um, uh, what's his face, David Tuhi. I have not figured out how to pronounce it. Twahi. Um, what? Um, I think it's because he's gone from strength to strength as a director. Right. And visually too, like, um, like in the first pitch black, they made some awesome shots with a small budget. Granted the budget for the second one was way too huge. It should never have been that huge. Yeah, no, they went Um, way too big. Cause then it's almost like you have to justify the amount of money. Right. Whereas this one, so this was uh 38 million. So a bit more money than the first one, mm-hmm. but it made almost three times the amount. So it's like, yeah. you know, like it made it enough that I would say uh, with that weirdo accounting thing that uh, movies do that, the amount that it made offset the amount that the second one lost. So everything looks pretty good right about now. Easily, easily. Cause I mean, the second was like what? Almost 120 mil for budget. Uh, it was 120 for budget and uh, 115 for yeah. gross. It only made like less than 20 million more than this. Right. Exactly. But crazy because you know, and the, the funny part is, is that, uh, there's only one shot in the whole movie where you can see they skimped out on the CGI. Like it, it's 2013, but it holds up gross. Yeah. But that's it. But there's just that one shot. It's like, I don't know, half a minute, if that, and then that's it. So I was like, okay, fine. But yeah, no, I, I can't, uh, you know what? Let's do the, the boring stuff first yeah, and then we'll get down through. to the nitty gritty so uh budget like i said 38 million 98.3 was the box office which and i didn't realize it made that much uh but like i could see it now like the second time around i'm like oh yeah, yeah i could definitely see that yeah um this is the only one where he's only referred to as riddick in the credits he's not richard b riddick in the credits no no <laughs> Sorry, uh, Vin Diesel. Vin That's Diesel. who we were talking about. Uh, Matthew Nabel as Colonel R. Boss Johns. Boss Johns. Jordy Mala. <laughs> you know what? Like, I feel for him because he's a good actor. 
but he always plays slimy, dirty pieces of shit. You yeah. know? Yeah. Well, he's like so Bad Boys Two. He's so good. I know. Bad Boys Two, Jack Ryan, season two. Yeah, season two. This just this. Ugh, horrible. Uh, Katie Sackoff as Doll, and I think it is kind of interesting that they called her Doll because if you didn't read the credits, you would have thought it was Doll like D O L L. Yeah. Instead of D A H L. Yeah. Look clever. Look clever. Surprised that she did a tit shot though. That that surprised me. That surprised me too. I forgot about it, and then I rewatched it. I was like, oh no. Yeah, and Riddick's like, creeping on her. <laughs> yeah, like creeping on her hard. But then uh, we've got, uh, oh, I don't know if you've uh, heard of this gentleman, uh, Dave Batista. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Plays Diaz. Yeah, before Drax and Groot, they were doing Riddick together. That's right. That's right. And then we've got Bokeem Woodbine. I don't know if you know him. I'm, a, I'm aware of this gentleman, yes. I forgot he was in this movie when I saw that that in the uh, credits. I was like, oh, that motherfucker. Nice. <laughs> um, Raul Trulio as Lockspur. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. <laughs> Conrad Plough. Yeah. yeah, You're writing everybody down. <laughs> Vargas. Well, last time I didn't, I felt kind of bad. So uh, Nolan Gerard Funk as Luna, which is a weird name for him, but he was good. I liked him. Yeah. Danny Blanco Hall as Falco. Carl Urban is, again, Siberius Baco. I didn't get anyone after that, like the other miscellaneous, uh, no, like the yeah, other three or four people in the cast. Uh, and that's it. So that's everybody in this movie. Um, yeah, I, I was really surprised that Carl Urban uh, reprised the role. And it's such a, such a small part, right? Like, Well, I mean, he... he like, that's, I guess that's kind of the point is it was such a small role that he could have just been like, guys, I'm making Star Trek money, bitches. I don't need this shit. I'm going to do Judge Dredd and it's going to be amazing. It's awesome that he came back for this. Also, it is. also because it shows that he's probably willing to come back for the fourth in like a larger role. Yeah, yeah, especially because that Star Trek money is probably going to run out now that that franchise is in disarray. Yeah, so hey, it uh, it starts off awesome. Like I, I love how he's just like he's literally talking about how he, you know, it's always the punch you don't see coming that knocks you down. Yeah. And then he's like, "How did I not see it coming?" You know, and you're like, "Oh, some inflection, in internal reflection." And he's saying like, "I I, I got knocked down, and I don't know why." And then he goes, "Oh, I know why. Because I got soft." <laughs> <laughs> It was a great way to start the movie off. It really was. It oh. really was. They, they and they really, actually milked the tits in this movie. Yeah, he ended on like such a big note in the sequel. So it was like, how is he going to get from that down to like pitch black level again? Yeah, and I remember saying in uh, Chronicles of Riddick Campcast, uh, where I was like, it kind of reminded me of God of War. Where God of War, you know, he's the God of War, and then God of War Two, they strip him of all his powers, and he's got to get all the way back. This was different, and I'm glad that I forgot that it was his choice to cast off all his previous armor and just say, no, 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 I'm gonna fucking do this. I'm gonna inoculate myself against the poison. I'm gonna train this dog, raise this dog, and I'm also gonna inoculate him against this poison or yeah. her. I don't, I don't really recall a name, so yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so that was kind of cool. And it, it was an interesting way to bring him back to his roots, so to speak. Mm-hmm. For sure. Engaging, I should say. It was an engaging way of doing it. Yeah, I really, it, like, it was kind of, once he got on the planet, it was a bit of a slow burn to, like, get to that part where, you know, the mercs show up and, and shit starts going down. I really enjoyed it. I really, I really liked uh, seeing him, like, like you said, like, doing the poison thing and studying these creatures and how he's going to like move on through the planet. and Or even like how he fights the one. Yeah. He figures out that like, you know, there's the one, the tail part, but then there's also the body face thing part of it too. And yeah, really cool design on the aliens too. I really like that. And I also liked how much like in the first one, it was just one of those like random planets 
and uh, it was just alien. It was just an alien planet, and it was a completely different alien than we'd seen on the previous one or anywhere else, really. Like, it was just yeah. really cool. Really cool. Yeah, yeah they were really, uh, they were creepy. It was a good design. Oh, yeah, they were really creepy. Like, uh, I mean, it's, I, I don't want to say that they topped the first one, uh, in terms of the aliens, because the aliens look really, really cool there too. These ones, I think, you know, it's because of the CGI. The CGI is better in this movie. Yeah. So they looked more real and they looked more like, they looked gross. Like they looked like they had that like reptilian slime on them. Yeah. Like, ugh, just ugh. The baby ones. <laughs> oh, man. But that was cool. Like I liked that. I thought, uh, I love the part where like he, cuts the one or like he's cutting the one underneath its entrails. So yeah. he's sliding under with the pup cuts it open and its entrails spill out. And then the fucking alien eats its own entrails. Yeah. Like just starts gulping it down. I was like, Oh, that's gross. And even like, you know, Riddick is just like, Ugh. and then they <laughs> get the fuck out of there. I was like, that's awesome. Just so cool. Yeah. Yeah, and the whole relationship with the dog, I freaking, I loved it, but I was, the whole time I was going, that fucking dog's going to die. I know the dog's going to die. I know. I know. I break my heart when it happens. I was so mad. I was so, and remember, I I remember the first time around, and I I had the exact same thought. I was like, they're going to form a bond, and then someone's going to kill them, and that's it, and it's going to be heartbreaking, and then that's exactly what happened, and of course, it was Santana, friggin' Jordy Mala, of course he was the one that kills them. Fucking dirtbag. Yeah. That's I'm sure he's a great guy in real life, but man, he plays some dirty characters. <laughs> he really does. He really does. Um, but yeah, no, I loved it. I love like I hated that Santana killed the dog, but then the fact that Santana killed the dog, like you just knew he was gonna get it good when Riddick was free. Like <laughs> and and that scene itself was awesome too, where like he's getting tranked with horse tranquilizers. Yeah. And he's like, boom, and then he's still going. And then it's like boom, another one, he's still going. And then finally the third one, and he's like, he stopped, he's still going to move. And then and like, boss just knocks him the fuck out. And Doll can't but believe like, it. Like Doll can't oh. believe it. Like, how is he still moving? Like Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um uh, but I do love that almost immediately he's like, you let me out of these chains and I'm going to kill you with that knife in first five seconds. Yeah, That's a paraphrase. He actually says a lot cooler box. than I did. Yeah. <laughs> like literally but, uh, the exact same way he says, like your head's going to go in that box in five seconds. And he yeah, has first five twice. seconds, your head's in that box. How are you going to kill me with your weapon? <laughs> he's like he's like yeah okay whatever but we're getting ahead of ourselves yes okay santana yeah. does die and it's awesome it's absolutely awesome <laughs> and doll actually does get to say huh that was five seconds <laughs> <laughs> super cool super cool um because i actually thought about that too i was like i think that's about five seconds and i wanted to time it but time i was like i'm not timing it yeah and i'm just glad that someone was like yeah that was about five seconds okay all right <laughs> Uh, so I don't know, like, see, he finds, he finds like this little bunker, right? Yeah. Actually, yeah. the dog brings him a golf ball. That's how he discovers it. That's right. So he's like, oh shit. Okay. So we're not alone. And then he realizes, okay, well, it's just a, an outpost. Yeah. And then once the storm co- starts coming in, he goes, okay, well now I have to, I have to call for help. Cause I got to get it off this place and I can't. So then, and that's when uh, the first set of mercs show up. <clears throat> uh, actually, no, the first, yeah, first set of mercs show up set, because yeah. the beacon's still going on. The second set of mercs uh, show, or are they actually mercs? Yeah, I think they're mercs too. Yeah, they're just, they're more like cops. They're more like, uh, yeah, they're more like cops in this one. They're like the respected version of mercs, whereas yeah. Santana's group were the mercs with scuzzy. honor. Yeah. 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 Exactly. More or less, mercs with honor, which is what. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's exactly it. That's like Santana's it. like, oh, we're all good. You can keep going on. Just, just keep leaving, and and they yeah they keep landing, and he's all getting pissed off. Like, fuck, jeez. Yeah. Uh, good shit. I love. I love the introduction of like Boss Johns. The fact that they put John's father in this very cool way of tying it to the original. 
I actually, uh, well, they don't tell you that at first, though. No. That isn't until later. So when I rewatched this, I was like, like, oh, okay. Like, it just seemed like, you know, like a bounty or whatever. And then I started, oh, there's more to this. There's more to this. And then finally, of course, it's like, he starts asking about that planet. As soon as he asked about that planet, I was like, oh, wait, what's going on? And then he asks about Johns, and I'm like, holy shit like that's so crazy and i think it was awesome that like riddick the entire time was like wow you know your son was you know he was trying to fill something with morphine and it's like what are you talking about he had no spine (laughs) he had no (laughs) spine at all and morphine didn't really help him with that he was gonna kill a kid you know that kind of stuff and i was just like oh fuck and yeah i agree like i love that they tied that in and they didn't they didn't have to and, but the way they did it, A, it was cool. Like, how they did it was awesome. They kind of slow reveal. Yeah. And then it leads into the ending, which I thought was really cool. Really cool. And I remember liking the ending the first time around, and I didn't give it enough credit. So, Geek Panthers, sometimes I make mistakes. <laughs> not often. Sure. Yeah, sure. Not yeah. often. Yeah. That's yeah, right. not often. That's right. The merch show up. And Riddick's doing his... Uh, See, it's funny because he's doing the same thing he did in the first movie where he's hiding, sneaking around, stealing mirrors and shit. Although the stuff with Doll was total creeper. Yeah. Plus, she's a lesbian and he's trying to, like, turn her the whole time. Yeah. And this is kind of this is where the movie hasn't aged as well, because, like, they also imply heavily that she would do it. But then, then I was thinking, too, like, Okay, so she's talking to Santana when she says she's not into men. So I was like, well, is she really gay or is she just saying that because she wants this fucking creep away from her? Right, and there's that aspect too. Um, But she says it enough around the rest of them too. It's not just to him directly. Mm -hmm. She says it like in front of the rest of them. So it's like... Oh, man. And I mean, yeah, sure. It could be one of those like preventative measure type deals. Yeah. Um, I definitely took it more like uh that horrible stereotypical thing where it's like she's only a lesbian because she hasn't met the right dude right Mm -hmm. that's that's the interpretation that i've taken it with and i'm like uh it's probably that's probably closer to being correct i know maybe you not necessarily want to admit that but i'm guessing i feel like that's the way it is i I really want someone to do like a poster edit of chasing doll and then have like Vin Diesel replace Ben Affleck and Katie Sackhoff replace Joey Lauren Adams. That'd be a funny poster. It's not one of your best jokes there, Kenneth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, it is. You just don't it's not get what... it. You don't get me, Chris. Right. I that's that's right. I don't get the joke at all. I thought it was bonus for everyone. Why are you taking mine away from me? God damn it. You know what's funny though is as I think about it, it's actually more clever than I gave you credit for because in fact she is a lesbian in the movie. So yes, okay. You know what? Oh. I this is another instance, the second time in one Geek Pants episode that I was wrong and I admit it. <laughs> See, you just had to revisit my joke like you did Riddick. That's all there was to it. You had to go. It doesn't back necessarily with it. bode well for your jokes that I have to come back to them at a later date and go. You know what? That actually was really funny. <laughs> They're just really smart jokes, though. That's all there is to it. You're right, and I'm just really stupid. <laughs> I, need a, I need a couple of once-overs before I get it. The Zoom glitch was perfect there. I'm just really stupid. Yeah, that was, that was, <laughs> that was yeah. great. It was great. It's uh, funny. So when I, when I glitch, you freeze. <laughs> do I freeze? Yeah, because you go, you you go full-on full robotic. It's hilarious. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I, it must be the same. So when you go full on robotic on my end, I must freeze on yours. I feel like that's how it works. You do. Yeah, you do freeze. And the thing is, we're okay. recording it on my side, so people only see you doing the glitch. Eh, you know what? It's only fair. I mean, if they watched the last episode, then they got my glitch face on, so it's all good. <laughs> I can't remember <laughs> what did I do. Yeah, that's what it was. Hard. Yeah, so you know, uh, whatever. Uh, it's good. Uh, good times. Yeah. So uh, Riddick. Um, 
I would just ramble on, like whatever. We'll get to Come it. We'll get to it. You, I, I got my you. work cut out for me doing the. I was just gonna one. say it's like you're the one who has to edit it, so <laughs> fuck it. Fuck it. I uh, was like trying to keep us on track, but now I'm like whatever. Yeah, it's it's so far off the rails. I'm not gonna worry about it anymore. Um, what do you think of the uh, design of the dog, though? I I really liked it. It was it was familiar. Like you knew it was a type of dog, but it was also yeah. very alien. That's yeah, I liked it. Was it reminded me in uh, Chronicles, where they had the uh, the pit dogs or whatever they were called. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mud well, dogs. Uh, were the dogs are more like they were more like a cat, weren't they? More yeah, or, or whatever. But even regardless, it was the same thing. They looked just familiar enough where you can kind of go, oh. Like when he's petting them, and then you're like, "Well, that makes sense." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it reminded me of like some extraterrestrial Doberman. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, the designs are great. Like um, the one thing I, I can't get over it, and I think this is part of it too. Uh, the reason why this got bumped up is is at this stage in the movie, uh, I know that this is a passion project for Vin Diesel now. Yeah. Pitch Black happened, and it was just one of those, like, that's what sparked and put pushed uh, Vin Diesel in everyone's eyes, and they were like, yeah, okay, cool. Let's make him uh, in Fast and Furious and, and go from there and Triple X and, and yeah. go from there, you know? So, like, he's been in these, like, crazy franchises. Uh, and then, of course, Marvel as well. He got roped into Marvel movies as well. None of this would have happened if it wasn't for Pitch Black. Yeah. And so it's like that same thing with Hugh Jackman where he's, uh, you know, there, he's so a, thankful for this character yeah. and he wants to keep pushing it forward. So you see that now. Like, you didn't see that in the first one. It was it was a role. He did a, a great job in it. And luckily for him, it's not like he you have to act a lot. But uh the way he does his lines and stuff are really cool. Like that's never changed throughout the movies, which I, I really like, but, uh, but yeah, like he's very much like, let's make this movie. Let's do this. So him pushing for uh, Riddick four, which I think is called Furia, Furia yeah. or this is tentatively Furia or whatever is like, is me going like, yeah, you know what? Yes. More. Um, do I see this uh, franchise continuing after the fourth? I don't know. It'll all depend on how the fourth ends. Exactly. It would have to depend. And I mean, like every single one of them kind of ends with him on a ship moving forward. So like you, there's always sequel possibilities. Right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, exactly. but they the also series... end it in such a way where it could just end and then that's it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But which is a great really way to end. end does it really end without him dying? Like, I kind of, I'm starting to get that feeling like you had with those, uh, other franchises where like he has to die like john wick like the only way to end it would be the death yeah like it, it is yeah you're right because he's got the he's always got a continuous bounty on his head yeah. that'll never change right so i i guess yeah i mean unless unless it's because uh, he ends up staying on furia because mm -hmm. furia there's no known maps except for uh Faco. Faco's the only one that knows where it is right and Vako's in the uh, Underverse now. Right. So he'd have to go to the Underverse just to get to Vako, just to get the, the, the final coordinates. So if that's that, those are the only two, then he could just stay on Furia and that's it. Yeah. Right? Yep. Potentially. I mean, obviously, yeah. who knows what'll happen. It could be like uh, Superman going back to Krypton and Superman returns and finds out it's just dead. Right. So who yep. knows, who knows, yep. but I do think, yeah, for hundred percent, I think John wick uh, ends with him dying, but also like, uh, was it the, the director, Chad Stahelski or whatever. Mm -hmm. He said in interviews too, where he said like anyone who thinks that this is going to end happily is going to be sorely mistaken because it can't. Right. Yeah, and it makes sense. It makes sense. So I mean, there's always that potential that he would have to die to end the movie. Yeah. So yeah, who knows? Yeah, but then the, he doesn't really die. He, he transcends or transcends. Well, no, he wouldn't because he's not a uh, necromonger. But he'd have to become a necromonger to go into the universe to find Valko. 
does he? Does he have to? Is it possible that because he's a Furian, he can just do that? These are all great questions. I want the answers now. now. I will say, though, uh, the proposed Merc City TV show, I, I don't really care about that one. No. I mean, it would all depend if they bring back characters that have been in the movies. Like, if it follows Boss Johns and Dahl, I'm, I'd be down with that. I don't see Merc City. I, don't, I, I actually don't even see it happening, so... I don't think so either. I think this is just one of the, I actually think it was one of those where they're like, we're going to do Furia. We're going to do Merc City. And then they gauged reactions. And, and I think more people were like, yeah, let's see Furia. And maybe some people are saying Merc City. And if that's the case, sorry to disappoint you. I don't think it's going to happen, but whatever. Whatever. We'll see. I'd much rather have a third Riddick video game. Okay. Yeah, I still I, I haven't played any of them. Yeah. No, I mean, and I, I probably would, won't I at this third. stage. I probably won't play it at this stage of my life. But no, we'll we'll you're, you're so yeah, you're so far out now. I mean, there'd be no point. Maybe I mean, I, I haven't even I haven't even watched Dark Fury. <laughs> so Dark Fury, I highly recommend watching. It's awesome. I know. I'm gonna have to watch Dark Fury. Yeah. So he does the distress beacon. He's playing around with these mercs and everything. They finally catch him by tranking him after killing his dog. Yep. He's tied up now. No, no. He's in chains. He's chained. Well, yeah, he's in chains. There's a difference. There's a difference. Tied up in chains. No. No? Not tied up in chains? No, you're, you're, you're chained up or you're shackled, but you're tied up. You say tied up, what do you immediately think? Do you think rope or chain? I think rope. I think rope. Fine. Right. But if I said shackled, what would you immediately think? Oh, definitely rope. (laughs) I don't like it when you do this shit on purpose. Well, don't set it up then. That's that's fair. That's I did. I did a massive value setup for you. So yeah, of course you were just gonna slam dunk. Yeah. Yeah. Which is easy for you because you're what six nine and to my four two. Four two. Oh, are we uh, exaggerating like wrestlers do with their heights? Yeah, but I, I did it perfectly, except I'm too stupid. Yeah. I went too small. Yeah. Uh speaking of wrestlers, Dave Batista. <laughs> yes, yes, he's in this movie. He's in here. He's in here. I enjoyed he, him. You know what? Actually, quite a bit. Yeah, but you know what it is. Eh? It's uh, it's it, it's because like I think uh, with this movie in particular, you know, it was just like you got to be a, a merc. So he was he was just Dave Batista as a yeah. merc. Yeah, pretty you much. Know? Pulling off um, moves in the cave. <laughs> I was more surprised by him in this movie. And then I was in, uh, actually, no, I was more surprised in Spectre, but for the wrong reasons. Because, like, he had lines in this movie, you know, like, he was physical, but of course, a guy like Dave Batista is going to be physical. Yeah. But he had lines in this movie, and he wasn't stupid. Like, no one ever actually said, thought he was stupid. In fact, he was, like, Santana's secondhand guy. Like, yeah. In fact, Santana would sometimes defer to Diaz, so I was like, oh, that's actually kind of refreshing. But then you watch Spectre and you're like, oh, he says nothing. Right? Yes, super physical, very imposing, dressed impeccable. He looked like a million bucks in that movie. Um, There's two things I didn't like. First of all, they make a point of showing specific silver uh, thumbnails that he used to smash in this guy's eyes, which was cool. Yeah. And then he never does it again. No. He doesn't even try to do it on James Bond on the fucking train scene. (laughs) Not once. He didn't even try to get one eye in there. (laughs) Fucking. And then he doesn't say a fucking word. Like that, oh, that made me so mad. I'm excited to see him in Dune. I am because I think, like, he really impressed me for the short amount of time he was on the screen in Blade Runner 2049. He was really good in that opening sequence. He was so good that it was actually disappointing that he wasn't in the rest of the movie. I know. I know. He was so good. And, and then, and then, yeah, it didn't end well. And I remember even when I, when I watched the first time, 
well, that was one of the first things I said was like, this is a beautifully boring movie, but Dave Batista is awesome. Batista actually coming like getting, getting into like the final five there. Yeah. I was surprised that he was in the final five. I really was. Uh, even though I watched this movie before. See, I'm, I'm lucky that I watched this movie, but it was like 2013, 2014 was when I watched it. So it was like seven, six years of not watching it at all ever since then. Yeah. So this was like re-watching it, but like watching it for the first time, right? Right. So when he got to the final five, I was like, oh, because he it's not like he was a big star at that point. Mm-hmm. I think the only other movie he did at that point was Kickboxer 3 or something like that. And the man with the iron fist. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. So again, nothing really that says, hey. This guy's going to be a great actor. Yeah. No, he thought he was just going to be in a bunch of action movie shovelware. Right. And he was just going to be like the big, dumb fighter guy. Yeah. You know, the guy that the hero has to get through to get to the final boss. Exactly. He's the Goro. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nice so he got to the fi- Nice reference. <laughs> he got to the final five. Crazy how he got taken out. Like, fuck. You got hacked like all the way down. Well, that was cool though. That was so cool though. Oh yeah, that was awesome. Like, but the the fact that he like fucked him over right away, and like Riddick knew it too. Riddick was like, like he had that buried blade and everything, so he knew somebody was gonna try and fuck with him. He had a feeling it was gonna be uh, Diaz. Yeah, because like even Boss says like that was for me, huh? And he goes. uh, the hell did he say it was uh it wasn't like it was for whoever fucked me over or something yeah it was forever who tried anyone or whoever tried something stupid or something like that yeah you know and uh and this whole interplay with boss and riddick is actually really cool especially when you like when you know we know like we talked about it he's he's hunting down riddick because he wants to know how his son died and Mm -hmm. ultimately he wants to know if his son was killed by Riddick so that he could kill Riddick and avenge his son. Yes. So then when he starts finding out that his son was a piece of shit and a morphine addict, and he was willing to sacrifice a kid just so that he could, he could live. He's like, nah, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. The man I knew would never do that. And then he's like, well, you didn't, then you didn't know your son. Mm. And it's just like, oof, like these are cutting words. Yeah. And, but he's watching Riddick and how Riddick acts and he's, he sees that Riddick, regardless of all the shit that he's done, is still a man of honor. Yeah. And he respects that about Riddick so much so that, like, at the end, I did not think for one second that, like, and we'll talk about that end fight scene with the aliens and stuff, but I did not for one second think that he left Riddick on the planet. Not for one second. I know that they played it like it was supposed to be like, oh, he took off type of thing and left him in the lurch. But at no point did I think he did. I was I was pumped that he didn't, but I wasn't like, yeah, oh, this is such a huge surprise. I was just like, oh, yeah, fucking right. Yeah. Get the ship, you know, start firing and then save Riddick. I was like, man, that's awesome. That whole that whole friggin oh, man, just oh, so much, so much about that movie, like. Bo Keem, I wasn't expecting him to get taken out like second by the aliens. Um, I was because like we're familiar with his name, but seven years ago we weren't like, oh, Bo Keem Woodbine is in this movie. The shocker. Mm-hmm. Oh no, we weren't saying anything like that. We were just like, oh, I think I've seen him in a couple of things. Yeah. You know, so yeah. that wasn't a surprise. It's a surprise when you rewatch it. Like, I, yeah, I can see that because I, I was like, oh, he died so quickly. But then now I'm thinking about it and I'm like, well, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> it would have uh, been more of a surprise if Katie Sackhoff died. That would be third. huge. That would be huge. Because then it oh. would have been like, wait, what? I love that. I love that Bokeem saw Riddick and then <laughs> he's like all in shock. He's like, I saw him. <laughs> he's just sitting there just like. Well, I I love that conversation. Where he's just like, "Are you uh, are you afraid of me?" And he's just like, "Yeah." <laughs> yeah. Are they all yeah. afraid of me? 
yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's just sitting there like, I saw him. I'm like, what? Riddick, uh, I saw him. <laughs> it's like, I was like, yeah, that's, that's super cool. That's super cool. But yeah, like, uh, I can't say anything bad about this movie. Like, I really can't. Like, even like, a, the oh, sorry. The one thing I said was like, the CGI spot when uh, the Necromonger's ships were yes. flying in space. Yes. Man, I I was like, wow, that looks so bad. Of course, when I saw the budget, I was like, okay, it's not that bad. It looks, it's it's bad, but for the budget, you're like, okay, well, you could have, like, yeah. what could they have done, really? Yeah, know? I'm glad they sunk the budget mostly into the planet stuff, like the creatures. Like the, the creatures, creatures the cinematography. The yeah, and that's another thing. The like, same cinematographer from uh, Pitch Black Return for this. So it had that same look. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Good. But like, Good. it was the same look, but it was better. Like, everyone got yeah. better by this time around. So the cinematographer has obviously been doing work in between. So by the time he got to, because that's like... Uh, that's 13 years. Yeah, 13 years. That's a long time. So obviously he's got, or I don't know if it's a guy or a girl. This person has gotten better at their David, craft. David Egby. Okay. And, uh, but like, it's funny too, because like, uh, these shots actually seemed more epic in, uh, in the way they were shot than they did in Pitch Black. Yeah. So when I was talking about it in uh, Chronicles of Riddick, how the first time around I watched Riddick and I was like, you can tell they were trying to mash Chronicles and Pitch Black together. Uh, and I was kind of saying it, I, I feel like I was saying it kind of like it was a bad thing where like they really did put the two together, but it like worked perfectly. Like I, I, I will say, yes, watching the director's cut with that ending certainly made it better. Oh, for sure. way better. Way better at that. Yeah. But like, I mean, they ended it off if, because when I originally watched, they ended off with them in, in the, the two different spaceships and, you know, <clears throat> boss is just like, he's like, uh, so uh, where are you going to go? Actually, you know what? Fuck it. I don't want to know. Don't even yeah. tell me. Don't even tell me, you know? And then Riddick basically says like, you know, you're a better man than your son type of thing. And I was just like, woohoo, keep protecting that spine, he says. And I'm like, man, that's awesome. You know, and uh, Luna's with, uh, with boss now and I was I was happy that Luna made it. Luna made mm -hmm. it. Doll made it. Uh, yeah, Boston Riddick. Yeah, that was it. Four. Four, just like uh, I actually know that's one more than than Pitch Black. Yep, that is one more. <clears throat> more than Pitch Black. Not bad. Mm -hmm. Um. So all in all, like I said, uh, the final fight scene with Riddick against the aliens. Mwah, so oh. good. So all of it, like so good. The right from like the three of them heading out on those like fucking hover dirt bike things, motorcycles. Although it was hilarious that Riddick's was like this, and then everyone else was like this. I was like, how tall are these people, or how short is Riddick? Like they never really talk about heights and stuff. But I was just like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> and he does that jump over the aliens. But like it, it was all of it. Like the way the rain was falling, the music, like Graham Revel yep. once again, like came back into the score. I want him to continue with all of these because I love that the music is the same throughout the trilogy. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree. I, it, you know, you had like Riddick's theme song, so to speak. Yeah, with just a little bit of a tweak. Yep. Um, and it's funny that you mentioned that because <laughs> I, uh, I'm on YouTube a lot. I watched this video on YouTube talking about how, um the score from uh, Winter Soldier was different in Civil War. And like, so you didn't have like Cap's theme song, so to speak, in every movie. And he thought it was weird because then, you know, like when Cap shows up, you could have that little bit of trumpets or whatever, the horn play, say, hey, this is Cap's theme song. Mm -hmm. Like in, uh, in Endgame, where you got a bit of that Cap theme song and you're just like, Ah, right. So the score is one of those where I don't give enough credit to. And you're right; like the score through all of these movies is incredible, but it gets better because it's like another part of the puzzle. So it's like one giant song almost. 
Yes. That you can enjoy. Exactly. Like there's just, there's that straight up pitch black theme song. And then it, it reappears in, in Chronicles, but with like a more of an epic, crazy sound to it. But it's the yep. same, that same sound. And then it's- Same sound, it, but it matches the movie. Yeah. And that, and now it's in here and it, it's like, it's there, but it's got like, it's almost like a heavier, darker being to the thing. Right. And it's just- yeah. The music is so good in this trilogy. Like, and, and and like it was just like this loud little rumble sound while they're riding their bikes in the rain. And then they do that big friggin' jump and this and the camera goes over top of Riddick and you see all the creatures below him. I was just like, oh beautiful. I love it so not gonna lie, when he did that flip thing, yeah, I was like, dude, like why are you doing the flip thing? Like you yeah. fucking show off. And then as soon as I say show off. It shows him burning up aliens with the the fucking uh, whatever the projectile yeah, or yes. whatever. I was just like, uh, yeah. I was like, oh, that's why he flipped over so he could burn the. Maybe I shouldn't speak. I guess when I'm watching movies, but yeah. So I was like, oh fuck. But um, yeah, it's just it's another one of those uh, like there's a lot of care in these movies, and I think that's probably why another reason why I love this movie so much. Or like, especially like right now, like I'm like, yeah, fucking right. It's like I could watch this yeah. again right now and and not be like, oh man. Yeah. Um, like Pitch Black is definitely a passion project for David Tuhi and the previous writers because they created the the whole concept. Right. Right. So it's been a passion project for him all the way through, but then by the second movie, Vin Diesel's all in, so it's like passion project. Now these both are both guys are like going to the companies and they're saying, let's fucking do this let's do yeah. this shit and it's so you great dude. like like vin owns the rights to riddick now so the fact that he continues to bring david Tuvey in like he could do whatever he wanted with it and and i love that because that shows that they really do work well together you know he, like uh vin diesel uh vin diesel fucking put like he put up his house as collateral because they couldn't get the the enough for the financing so he said okay well here here's all my money I'm going to put up my own money into this and I'm also going to put up my house. So this movie doesn't do good. I ain't got nowhere to live. I mean, it's obviously it's Vin Diesel. He crashed on Paul Walker's couch for the first little, a little while he'd get back on his feet, but still the yeah. fact that he sat there and put up his house to make this movie, he didn't have to do that. I know. He could have said, you know what? Chronicles was great. We lost a bit of money. Sure. I love the character, but whatever. No, he signed the. He got the rights to the character, and then he and David Tui were like, "Let's do whatever we can to make this movie." I wouldn't be surprised if if they had to. He has to mortgage any possible new house in the future that he might buy just to get Fury off. I have no doubt that movie is going to be made. Oh, it's going to happen. Hundred percent. And I have no doubt that it's going to be awesome. Yeah, yeah. No, it's definitely. Good. I mean, the script is done now, so that alone. And like Vin Diesel taking pictures of himself with and everything online, like that's exciting. That's just it's exciting to know that that's the story right there. It's like, and and I guess like, well, COVID obviously slowed a lot of shit down. I mean, he's got some some things he's finishing up. Right, he did Bloodshot, the new Fast and Furious movie, and then uh, and then probably, well, and Avengers was keeping him busy and everything. So. Yeah, it's not I mean, like he's uh, he's been sitting around waiting for this movie. He's been doing other things in the meantime. Yeah. But that's and I guess that's kind of my point is that like he doesn't have to do this, but he wants to do this. Like he's pushing for this, right? Yeah. Um, like, and uh, I'll use Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman, he didn't have to keep pushing for Wolverine. No, but these movies they were being made. Like they were like, yeah. we're going to do another Wolverine movie, and he's just like, okay, great, I'm in. And they're like, yeah. And the only reason why they stopped was because he's like, look, guys, I'm too fucking old to play at this movie about a guy who barely ages. And they're like, OK, great. Let's go out with a bang. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it, but it's I, I, I definitely say it's a passion project for, for Hugh Jackman, for sure. Like, don't misunderstand. Oh, absolutely. I mean, like he was he was making like big hits outside of X-Men. He was getting nominated for Oscars. He was doing things on Broadway like he didn't need Wolverine anymore. But right, he exactly. Had this, he had this crazy respect for the character because that cr- character made his career, and he knew that. Yeah. He recognized that, and and I think Vin Diesel does the same. Oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Riddick trilogy, like I said, two, three, one. That's my new standings as of right now. 
would you uh now that you've you've done the standings and so last episode you said chronicles and pitch black were both fives is this a five as well yes so this is quite possibly one of the best trilogies ever made you're saying uh yeah yeah i mean like we're talking like five chris heads for each i think the uh another one actually i know the other one would be uh captain america yes yeah. Captain America is a perfect trilogy. Speaking of nostalgia, though, our next two movies are straight up nostalgia picks. Yes. Ghostbusters 1, Ghostbusters 2. Boom. And that'll take us up to episode 100, which looks like Back to the Future. Looks like Back to the Future, but we're going to have a whole 100th episode celebration week. Going to do it. Going to do it. Okay. Chris and I are going to do a little mini uh, camcast. We have one guy. Uh, one of our, our viewers who wanted to, um, who actually voted for us to do a camcast on the creation of the camcast and our ideas behind it and everything before we even went into it. So I thought, you know, that'd be a great conversation, not for a full 100th episode, but as a little mini celebration thing. Hell yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We could do it. We could do it. Uh, it's really easy. It was my idea. That's really. Yeah. Yeah. I had. Um, it was my idea. For you to do all the work is really the most like i said hey let's uh film us talking about everything we love and then you do all the work and then yeah. you went sure chris that sounds like a great idea yeah yeah it was all chris 100 percent. geek pants was me though right was that geek pantsers is chris Yes, Geek Pantsers. Yeah, Geek Pants was on the list of. I remember from the first episode that got struck from uh, YouTube. That's Geek right. Pants. There was a list of names, and you uh, you came up with Geek Pants, and I agreed that that was the best of the list. Yeah, because I had a, I had a pretty solid. Well, we're just doing the fucking episode right now. <laughs> we'll save no, it for the. Stop, we'll save it. Stop. We'll, we'll save stop it right now. We'll save it. Geek Pantsers, thank you so much for everything. Uh, we're up to uh, 186 subscribers, if I remember correctly. That's way wrong, but I like that number. That's way better than what we have. What, 146 then? 145. 145. I include more myself content, in this. When you put more content out, you lose subscribers. <laughs> They're probably just like, the other way what around. the fuck? I thought it was the other way around. Uh, yeah, so anyway, so uh, 145. I say 146 because I include myself. <laughs> mm, I like it. Because I am a subscriber. I am a subscriber. Uh, but thank you so much. The, we're almost at 150. We're very close to 150 subscribers. Uh, we're all we're on the cusp of 100 episodes. Uh, yeah. We're doing this for a couple of years now. This is great. Uh, thanks for sticking around during the COVID uh, crises. Zoom Zoom pants, I guess we could call the Zoom call pants. it. <laughs> yeah, uh, I just try to make it a little it's bit more lighter crazy. than it really I mean, needs like, to be. We've done almost 20 episodes now through Zoom. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's either that or we wouldn't have done any and probably just go crazy. Right. I I, I love right. this. I think this is great. I can't wait till we're in the same room again. But the fact that I agree, got, I can't wait till we're in the same room again. Uh, but hopefully it'll be around the winter time so that we're not sweating our nuts off together. Yes, I'm OK with uh, winter time shooting for. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Because, I mean, it, it is I will say it is kind of nice to be like cool and refresh although the fans not on this time but <laughs> uh but yeah so this has been great um as always you can uh, you can hear us on soundcloud you can hear us on apple podcast you can hear us on uh, google podcast you can for the most part see almost all of our stuff on youtube except the first, uh, <laughs> you, the first episode for now i'm going to knock on wood because you never know what'll get a copyright strike uh yep. but so we're on youtube we're on facebook on instagram we're on twitter uh we're trying to get everywhere that's really all it is yep. we're on geekpantsmedia.com there's articles on there uh there's pictures of us on there <laughs> there's there's not a lot on there but there will be more on there um i got my article sealed broken so there might be more articles coming well there will be more i just i can't yeah. say when but yeah it's quickly speaking about geekpantsmedia.com your article is amazing and i hope everyone's going to read it yeah, I don't know. I don't think it's that great. I think you oh, should all seriously? read it, but seriously? it's not that great. No, it's called that. downplaying, Kenny. It's called downplaying. Fuck that. It's it's excellent. I was actually reading and going, "Fuck, Chris wrote this. Why the hell wasn't he writing like for years before this?" Yeah, because 
because I uh, make you wait and then the anticipation hits and then I make you think, you know what? He's probably never going to write it. So then when I finally do, you're just like, oh, well, well, let's read this pedestrian thing that he's limped in with and then go, what the fuck happened? Where did this come from? (laughs) I waited almost as long for that as I did New Mutants. In all honesty, though, yeah, it. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm glad I wrote it. I'm actually glad I got it all out. I, I didn't yeah. anticipate the article to uh, become what it was. It was just one of those. I, I, uh, like I told my wife, I, I watched Joe Biden's expect, acceptance speech, and mm-hmm. it just struck a chord. And then I just started writing. And then uh, what I sent you was like my third draft within, uh, when did I send that to you? Friday? No, I said that to you, what, Sunday or Saturday or Sunday? It was on the weekend sometime. Yeah, it was the weekend. I, uh, yeah, so I had written one copy, two copies. Yeah, two copies. And then when I sent it to you, I kind of tweaked it a little bit as I was writing it. So three three takes, I guess you could say. It was uh, was really good, man. I really, really enjoyed it. It just seems to make sense. We talk about uh, like us, Geek Panthers, Geeks, whatever. We talk about superheroes, comic books. We talk about anime. We talk about uh, fucking My Little Pony, Care Bears, whatever. And we always talk about how like, oh, you know, I love it because of this and because of all these things. And then we see bad things happen. We sit in our ass, you know, or, you know, we go, yeah, you know, but what can I do? What can I do? But think about it. If any one of your heroes ever said, what could I do and decided not to do that, then they wouldn't be your heroes. You wouldn't be saying Spider-Man is the greatest superhero of all time. You wouldn't say like, oh, I love She-Ra. You would be like, I don't want to watch this stuff because there's no heroes, right? Yeah. There are heroes for a reason. We love these things for a reason. So why not be like embody this a bit more, get empowered by it and then do good, help people out, spread the word. Mm. why not geek panthers we can be better so let's be better we can but also be read heroes the oh, i thought you're gonna go with we can be heroes start singing some david bowie hmm? i actually thought you were gonna start talking about nickelback oh yeah no i'm not doing the spider-man song as soon as you said that i was like you nickelback loving son of a bitch Just although to be fair waving my any geek panthers out there love nickelback that's totally fine. You love what you love. I love what I love. Ken loves Nickelback. So it's all good. It's all good. I don't like Nickelback, but Spider-Man's hero song is a good song. It's not. Yeah. But that's also because I don't like Nickelback. And I'm not a Nickelback fan. I just enjoy that song. I do like Saliva, though, and he's half of it. Yeah, okay, that, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. But either way, regardless, so um, so thanks for the shout-out for that uh, the article. Yeah. I just want people to be reading. I want I want to I want to make sure people read. I, I'm gonna fucking just tweet that fucking article out every <laughs> week for a goddamn year until someone goes, shit, yeah, no, this idiot is right. It's really good. <laughs> and I don't think they're gonna call you an idiot. They might at first and then go, away. you know, I have to take that back because this guy tweeted this out so no i was talking about you when i said that oh fair enough they'll still say i'm an idiot after they read it <laughs> say, this idiot thinks profoundly but he's still an idiot so yeah. who yeah. knows hey i i wrote one today because reading yours got me going i feel like writing it's great look at that inspiration. inspiration inspiration you are my captain america oh although i have to say though you picked that superman picture that was a great picture. That was a great one. I I was like I was like okay, artist. I gotta go. That artist. is like, like one of my all time favorite Superman pictures. And for you to pick that one, I was like, that son of a bitch knows me. So yeah, it it was very fitting too with what you wrote. Just like him revealing the Superman logo underneath. Yeah, I. Uh, you know the funniest part was I originally was going to write about why Superman was my favorite superhero or is my favorite superhero. Well, that's and a great then, article. And but then I was like, I was like, you know what? Here, here we are. Here, we are. maybe, maybe that'll be my next article. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know yet. Don't know. But I do know that it'll be on geekpantsmedia.com. I know that said that once already, but I feel like it got buried a little bit. So to reiterate, geekpantsmedia.com, 
Mm -hmm. That's a website that people can go to to visit us. (laughs) Not a person, because that would be weird. Yeah, it's definitely not a person. Uh, You you also can't see us in person. Yeah. Um, No, we don't have any like 24-hour live feed cam going on. We probably will never do that. No. True man show style. Uh, the closest that we'll ever get is the uh, one-off, like WrestleMania or whatever. Yeah. Or the fabled, uh, what is it? Uh, drinking while watching. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll we'll have our we'll have our drinking episodes. We had an, a really nice list of, of of possible drinking episodes. Trunk pants, I guess. We had. Um, hang on, we got we got our live episodes here. I wrote them down. Everything we've ever discussed. We had the Born Legacy Chemcast. Oh, that's right. The Kimcast. That's right. Live Live Kimcast. Drink every time someone says Kims. We had a live. (laughs) Drunk within the first 20 minutes. A live viewing of Roger Corbin's Fantastic Four. Oh. Oh. I actually, Uh, I think that's the one we got to do first. That is so terrible. We had a live viewing of Soldier. (laughs) Man, we just like. We we sat there and said, hey, after we do the Kim cast, we have to get the worst fucking movies. I I, I mean, who knows? Soldier might Soldier be better might than be I remember. Okay, you know, it might be better. Uh, a live Buckaroo Bonsai. Oh, I, I'm actually pumped because I love Buckaroo Bonsai. That's actually, you know what's funny is it's one of my favorite movies. I've only seen it a couple of times, but the last like last couple of times I've, I've been like, you know what? I'm going to watch Buckaroo Bonsai. Mm-hmm. Just out of the blue, just watching it because it's so good. Yeah. And then uh, uh, a live Nicolas Cage's Wicker Man. <laughs> I feel like I lost a bet on that one. I feel like I lost. Although, to be fair, to be fair, there's so- something uh, alluring about seeing Nicolas Cage go, ah, the beast. <laughs> oh. Yeah, and was that the, that was his last movie that went to theater, wasn't it? No, his last movie to go to theaters outside of cartoons was Kick Ass. That's right, that's mm-hmm. right. But was that a Nicolas Cage movie though? Oh, I, he fuck! I loved his performance in it. He was so good in that. He was incredible. Whoa. Like to do a weird like Adam West Batman take. Yeah. Like when you read the book, you would never have thought that that would have been the take that they would have went with. So when you watch it and it's like, like, I love the duality where he's like this kind of a dorky dad guy. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as he's like, got the uh, big guy suit on, then he's like Batman. <laughs> but like Adam <laughs> West is Batman. Like it, was, it was great. It was a great take. It was a great yeah. take. And Kick-Ass was an awesome movie. I love Kick-Ass. Kick-Ass is awesome. Is that on our list too? It's not. I'm going to put it on here right now. Uh, put Kick-Ass and Kick-Ass 2 on there, even though Kick-Ass 2 is... Uh, not as good. Not at... It's it's because it went too disturbing. That's really what it was. Well, at least it didn't go as disturbing as the comic. Right. Right. They played a rape scene for laughs. Yeah. Which was- is better than the actual rape scene. Or no, they didn't actually have the rape scene in the comic book. No. But, but they... It was implied. Mm-hmm. heavily implied heavily you could argue that kick-ass 2 it was implied as well like at least the red mist or the motherfucker sorry didn't uh partake because he couldn't obviously yeah yeah look at but anyway future camcast topics i have been writing everything we ever talk about <laughs> very nice very nice we have at least another 400 episodes planned out right now and that's not even and all the new movies coming that's right that's right so stick around for 100 we got way more after that too and hold on gonna get better don't jump ahead stick around for episodes 98 Yes. And 99, which is going to be, I got the numbers right, 98 and 99, Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters 2. I'm so pumped. Thank you for correcting me on that. Absolutely. I'm I'm stoked for Ghostbusters. I can't wait. I really can't wait. That's like, oh, man. I I say like one of my favorite movies of all time, and it's probably one of those phrases that might 
lose. Like some people might hear and go, oh yeah, it's your favorite movie of all time. But like, it's hard for me not. Like I have such a huge list of favorite movies that it's like, yeah, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. I can't wait to do it. Uh, the second one, you know, is also one of my favorite movies. It's just not as yeah up there with Ghostbusters. Yeah, no, it, it, yeah, the first is higher for sure. Oh, but it's like it's like watching Ninja Turtles and then uh, Ninja Turtles Two. Yeah, you're here and you're like, man, this is so awesome. And then you watch Ninja Turtles Two and you're like, this is still really good. It's just, yeah, you, you missed a step. And then you watch the third and you're like. What happened? Yeah. What happened? Yeah, yeah, definitely. What, why? Why did they go back in time? <laughs> uh, but yes. Anyways, everyone, that is the Riddick episode. Let us know down below what you thought of Riddick and the entire Riddick trilogy, and what you hope for uh, the fourth film when it happens. Because uh, I hope it happens soon. I'm pumped. You know what it is, eh? I think we're losing uh, subscribers. Because I started saying like and subscribe. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, reverse. Please uh, stop subscribing to our channel. No, no, no. It's not that. It's that whole like stereotypical YouTube thing where you're just like, and hey, if you really like the content, why don't you hit that like button? And if you really like our stuff, why don't you hit that subscribe button? I made a joke about Patreon too. So then they were like, oh God, I'll start saying, and if you really like our stuff, you could join and help us create better content because you'll be paying us. Hey, at least we keep our shit till the end. I've watched so many videos where like it starts right off like, hit that bell, like, share, subscribe. And before we get into the video today, here's an advertisement. Yeah. Or they do it like halfway through. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably one of the reasons why I like the Rad Brad so much because he doesn't doesn't push that on he just he's thankful he's thankful that people show up and people subscribe yeah. and stuff like that but we so are we are really fucking good. thankful if we weren't thankful we would have quit by now because uh over two years and 145 followers i don't think we would have quit i think yeah. we would just keep doing it i think it would be harder for you to mus- muscle up of the uh the editing muscles i think that yeah, would that's be the, the thing that's the thing it is hard it is and it's hard just because like the growth is like this you know, like if it was because I just show up, I just show up. That's it. Yeah, well, you're the talent, man. You're the talent. Uh, no, we're both. We're both the talent. Okay. If this was just me doing this stuff, it wouldn't be nearly as oh, good. Oh, so come don't... on, man! I am totally your Conan. Don't even lie. Don't do that. Yeah, but how good was Conan without Andy? You're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. So shut up, all right? None of this bullshit. All right, Geek Pantsers, thanks yes. again. We really yeah. appreciate it. Um, the Zoom Pants will continue on for the foreseeable future, but soon we will have uh, the stereotypical backdrop that Kenneth's got right now, and, and it'll be awesome. Thanks again, and uh, good night. <laughs>